Welcome to the Lost Tapes of History podcast. You're about to eavesdrop on the first few minutes of a private conversation between one of England's monarchs and, frankly, someone just trying to do their job. The date is July 1100. William has alienated himself from the church, but his younger brother Henry feels that he should go to a priest. He should confess his sins in case something bad happens to him. Otherwise, he'll die and go to hell. I'd watch out for him if I were you. Bless you, my child. I'm nearly 42. Bless you, my adult. That better? Are you new? Can you tell? Are you a woman? I'm a priest first and a woman second. I'm not sure I can give my confession to a woman. Well, there's no one else here at the moment, so do you want me to take a message? (sighs) No, let's not prolong this agony. Right. Do you want me to start from the beginning? No, look, this is going to take a bloody long time if... uh... Sorry to interrupt, but it's probably not a good idea to swear in here. I need to get on. I don't have time to sit in here all day. I'm king for... King? Did you say king? Yes, of the English. King William? The second? Well, I'm not the first. He's dead. Oh, crikey. My first day on the job and I get the king. Right, um... Is that going to be a problem? No, no, no. No. Well, no. What's the matter? Forgive me for saying so, sire. Whose confessional is this? To be honest, I've heard some things that are colouring my view of you. In fact, if they're true, I'm surprised you're even coming to confession. Such as? Do you promise you won't shout at me? I've heard you can be a bit... shouty. I'm not promising anything. Who can carry out all he promises? Oh, bloody hell. Oh, I'm doing it now. Get on with it. Let's start with the fact that you're here at all. Inside a church. A religious building. I have to say, I didn't think you liked the church, or any form of religion for that matter. What makes you think that? Do you remember that time you encouraged Jewish people to debate with Christian bishops? Yes. And you said if the Jews won the debate, you would convert to Judaism? Yes. The church didn't like that. It was a joke. I was being sarcastic. Yeah, they don't like jokes. I've tried a few knock-knock ones and they just don't get it. They just kept saying, we're not in. Try the synagogue next door. Now that is witty. Do you read your Bible every day? Well, I can't read or write, so no, I don't. And you take loans from Jewish moneylenders? Christians are forbidden from lending and interest. What do you expect? Fair point. What about the time you took money from a Jew for persuading his son to return to Judaism after converting to Christianity? Ah, now that is a story. He came to me and said, I'll give you 60 marks of silver if you can persuade my son to convert back to Judaism. Carry on. The son said, my lord king, I think you must be joking. I can see why he said that. You're a notorious joker. You diffuse ten situations in court. I can't stand an awkward silence. I said no, 
this is no joke. You must obey me or I'll have your eyes taken out. Nothing like a bit of gentle persuasion. Still he refused and then said that if I was a good Christian, I wouldn't have uttered those words. That made me cross, so I dismissed him. With his eyes, presumably. Or else he would have taken a while to find his way out. His father was outside and, well, the son renounced him. Oh dear. I said, I've done what I promised, now I want payment. Sympathetic. He refused. He said his son was more hostile towards him than ever. Said I should deliver before I get payment. This is getting messy now. I said, I've done what I could. I've not succeeded, but I'm certainly not going to have worked for nothing. So, what happened? Did he lose his eyes? No, I only got half my fee. I was more worried about the conversion bit. People should be allowed to be whatever religion they want, or have no religion at all, whatever they decide. Right, well, I mean, that's very nice, obviously, but aren't you worried what God will think? God has no knowledge of men's actions, or if he does, he does not weigh them properly. I think I might get that printed on a tea towel. I've got a lot to contend with. We've had an agricultural crisis, a famine, and then a plague. It's not been easy being king. It's a miracle there hasn't been a peasant's revolt. They were all too weak. Or dead. If I was that terrible, I would have been excommunicated by the church. The king of France was excommunicated and the king of Germany. But I'm still here. What does that tell you? That I won't get a job as a priest in France or Germany now? It was I that endowed the Priory of St. Saviors of Bermondsey. I'll have you know that monasteries have flourished in my reign. Really? Yes. So how come you get all the income from the Archbishop of Canterbury, the Bishop of Winchester and the Bishop of Salisbury? The Archbishop of Canterbury has left the country and the other two positions are vacant. Is that why you joked that you'd become your own Archbishop of Canterbury? I can't be worse than Anselm. The men he sent me to fight in Wales were terrible quality. I had to write a letter of complaint. Did you ask for a refund? I should have. Regardless, it's normal procedure for the income to come to the Crown in those situations. Oh, I see. I think the monks were more upset about their high tax rate. They're far too wealthy. It's only right that they should pay what they owe. It's fair. Well, as long as it's fair. You've got to raise money somehow. It's also fairer to impose a large fine than put people through a trial or punish them. What happened to innocent until proven guilty? Which reminds me, this trial by ordeal nonsense. I'm going to get rid of it. That's very forward-thinking of you. Plus, if they die, how can they pay the fine? <sighs> right. What else have you got? There's one thing that I'm afraid the church thinks is pretty unforgivable. And what's that? The fact that you're <clears throat> a lover of men. In the non-platonic sense, I mean. What? By the holy face of Luca. Careful, hang on. Uh, were you not blaspheming then? I'm not totally sure. Who's Luca? Where do they get that idea? I heard you share your bed with men. I mean, man. I mean, probably one at a time. Although I don't know, you know, much about that sort of thing. Being a priest and everything. You do realize it's common for owners of large estates to share their bedchambers and their beds with other men. It's called sleeping. I think it's because you refuse to ban sodomy. Just because I refuse to ban it doesn't mean I take part in it. For fuck. And you haven't married. Because I haven't needed to yet, but I will. One day, 
I nearly married Edith. Who's Edith? King Malcolm of Scotland's daughter. She was very beautiful. What happened? I couldn't bear to have him as a father-in-law. I did look after Edith, though, once she decided to become a nun. Between you and me, I think that was just an excuse. Sorry, I can't marry you. I'm a nun. Well, the dates do dry up when you're in holy orders, I can tell you. I believe you. I hear you're insatiably addicted to obscene fornication and frequent adulteries. They don't call me long-sword for nothing. Oh, my word. <clears throat> Again, that's not my area of speciality, so I'll take your word for it. Have we finished now? Not quite. What do you have to say about the disgraceful fashion trends you're adopting from Europe? I have no idea what you are talking about. There's this new haircut everyone is saying you've invented. What? There's a parting from the crown to the forehead and then grown long like a woman. Or it's shaved from halfway down the back of the head. I realise you can't see me through the grill, but I don't have either of those haircuts. What about the shaving off of beards? Do you know how itchy a beard can get? Are you sure you're not confusing me with Gifford? He was obsessed with hair. Who's Gifford? He got cross that my knighting ceremony was taking too long, cut all his men's hair short. I think it was supposed to make me angry. Did it? No. I just laughed and got my men to cut theirs as well. Mind you, that did start a trend for short hair. Hmm. Are you wearing a long, tight-fitting shirt or tunic? No. Do you have long, flapping sleeves? Yes. One's currently caught in the doorknob of this confessional. Really? No, I was joking. What about those ridiculous, curled, pointy shoes? You shouldn't call them ridiculous, you know. The poor old Count of Anjou needed to disguise his deformed feet, so he ordered shoes with long pointed toes. Ah. Mind you, it was another idiot that stuffed the toes so they curled upwards. At least they stopped tripping over them after that. Do you like expensive clothes and shoes? Yes, but who doesn't? Good point. Dressing for power is important, and you get what you pay for. Now that is true. Our habits are cheap and nasty. I'm not even going to start about the chafing. Is that all? It's just that I have a banquet at my new hall in Westminster to get to, so... Ah, uh, yes, you and your feasting, and drinking, and frivolous conversation, and gambling, and sleeping all day. None of those things are illegal. They're just fun. Have you done any of them? I'm not allowed to. That makes them all the more fun. You ought to try one sometime. They do sound rather fun. No one gets hurt, do they? Well, no. So, what's the harm in it? I don't know. I just know that the church frowns on it. The church frowns on everything. That's true, it does. I think you've been misinformed. How so? In England, I have the reputation as the destroyer of religion, but in Normandy, I'm considered a fine and noble leader. I'm not a cruel, immoral man. In fact, I forgave a man that tried to kill me once. Really? Yes. I came across one of the enemy, and the knight tried to kill me. Why didn't he? Because I yelled, Stop that, you fool! I'm the king of England! And that worked, did it? Yes, because a knight can't kill a king. You can't kill upwards, only your peers. Oh, I didn't know that. You see, I am gracious, generous, courteous, good-humoured. It just depends on who you talk to. I do see that, yes. In fact, after all that, I'm not sure what I need to forgive you for. I urinated on my brother from a balcony when I was young. That was probably a bit naughty. 
You can forgive me for that if you wish. Nah. You're going to have to come back and see someone else about that. Why? Because I quit. Have you got a date for this banquet, or...? Next time, it's Henry I and the Child Maintenance. Disgusting. The Lost Tapes of History podcast is a Synth 79 production. If you've enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe to get more episodes. To fact check what you've heard on this monarch, visit our website losttapesofhistory.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at Synth79P and use the hashtag Lost Tapes of History.